This is the Mindful Moms Podcast with your hosts, Amy and Tracy. Let us guide you to find more joy in motherhood, connect deeper with Heavenly Father, and drop the shame and guilt so you can live from your beautiful heart. After all, we're all on a mission to become Mindful Moms. Hello. Welcome back. (laughs) We are excited to meet again. Amy has been under the weather for a bit. You're feeling better though. Yes, definitely feeling better. For sure not sounding like a smoker. Yeah. (laughs) Only six packs a day. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Um, We talked about maybe skipping this week because I've been ill, but when we talked about, when you talked about, let's discuss heart languages, I couldn't, I didn't want to, I didn't want to miss it. So I do, I don't sound great, but I do love this topic and can't wait to hear what we can, what we can talk about. Yeah. So as I was pondering, we had talked about this initially, you know, we have a big long list of all the ideas we want to have for podcast episodes. And this one just seemed like the right time to do this. Uh, We titled that heart languages um, and really what this what we're hoping at the end of this episode is that you have some takeaways with ways that you can keep your heart open. Like when I think of the heart languages, I think of um, ways that we, it's almost like other forms of filling the spirit that aren't your traditional read your scriptures, go to the temple, pray, right? These are other ways and possibly um, non-religious ways, as some would say, even though each of these languages, I think are very spiritual in nature, but they're Mm -hmm. not your Sunday school answers. And they're not, um, what, you know, we might frame in the church as here's how you fill the spirit. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, that's what I think these are. And I think you and I have both discussed that they, they they're ways, they're healing modalities, they're ways for our heart to stay open ways for us to truly feel Yes. Get in touch with our emotions and the spirit, which, you know, at the end of the day, those feelings are vibrations in our body. And so the more open our heart can be, the more we can truly be conduits for that light. Yeah. I know people in the podcast can't see, but right behind you is a beautiful picture of a mother with her children. Mm -hmm. And when you introduced me to heart languages, it was one of the books from well-educated heart Mm -hmm. and I was looking at all the beautiful art in there and when you mentioned that before just kind of a different way to fill the spirit or a different way to get in tune our church buildings are full of beautiful beautiful art in fact and I when I've heard about some people that are that have come to the church looking for just looking for God they recognize the beautiful art and in the in the LDS temples as well we, they are full of just gorgeous, beautiful pictures. And so I loved how you talked about there's, there are other ways that we can fill the spirit. There are other, I mean, you think of going to the Louvre or, you know, seeing picture of the Mona Lisa and, and it's a reverence. It's such an awe that such a beautiful talent that people possess to um, create, to draw or to paint. And it is just another way to just, I don't know, your, it's, your soul kind of stills when it sees beautiful things like this. And there are other ways we're going to talk about the different languages, but mm-hmm. I, I love that you brought that up. So Yes. Um, I kind of learned these, it's been about five years ago, I learned about the languages of the heart through 
Marlene Peterson of the Well-Educated Heart, and we will link her um, website below, you know, in the podcast notes. Um, but there is a plethora of information there that you can go much deeper and dive deeper into each of these languages of the arts. She has, you know, she has just collected, she even calls it a library of hope. She has collected lots of books and stories and pictures and music for us to enjoy. And I, I am on that website almost daily because there are so many beautiful things there that help keep my heart open and keep that spirit, that energy flowing through my body. So let's just go ahead and dive in. There are five that she talks about. Um, and I was telling Amy earlier before that maybe one of these days we need to have Marlene as a guest on our podcast because she will do a much that better be job so of fun. explaining. <laughs> um, yeah, but she will great. also say that she is not, you know, the creator of this. She is just the compiler. She has just felt moved and inspired through her own studies of these heart languages to compile this for other mothers to see the need. And she has a great um, homeschool following. But the the part about that is, is it's just because it is a great way to educate, you know, to, to have yes. your heart opened and have it connected directly to your mind is a great way to help educate your children. So there is, you know, this homeschool thing. But as you and I have discussed that this is bigger than that. This is for each individual person to um, continue increasing in our learning sure through is. the heart and the mind. Yeah, for sure. So the five languages that she, she has kind of an accurate, what is it called when you have M, M-A-P-S yeah, acronym? An acronym. Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. M is for music, A is for arts, P is for poetry, and S is for stories. And then the fifth one is nature. So I just thought we could just kind of talk today just about some of the ways we think that this, you know, is one of the reasons that it's a heart language and maybe discuss some of our favorite, um, you know, like we have a favorite composer or a favorite song for music. So that's the first one is music. And if you think about music, you and I are both fans of music, right? We're very mm -hmm. into the music world. Um, I played the piano. I took lessons for years, probably eight or 10 years. I was Suzuki trained, have loved all that I, you know, have learned from there. And then you become a mom and I don't sit down to the piano as much as I used to until this last year when a good friend of mine asked me if I would be the accompanist for our homeschool co-op choir. And I was just overwhelmed. Like I was like, should I take mm -hmm. it or not? I haven't played for a choir ever. <laughs> let alone, you know, it's been a while, um, but also overwhelmed with like the excitement and the joy. And I will mm -hmm. tell you, if nothing more, our homeschool co-op, I end up, I'm in helping with choir for the first two hours. And then I often stay for the third hour, the high school choir is it's my favorite day of the week because it oh, is just three hours immersed in beautiful rhythm and melody and harmony. There's just something so heartwarming about that, that you know, I can't yeah. even put into words necessarily, but mm -hmm. just knowing I love, like there have been years when I go to the co-op, I'm I like, go oh, I got to teach this class and it's not, you know, my favorite. I look forward to, I'm like, yay, I can't wait till Thursday when I get to go to AIM again. <laughs> <laughs> What's your experience been with music or do you have something that you like touches you and moves you? Um, I think, I don't know. I have a pretty eclectic 
love of me, you know, pretty mm -hmm. eclectic genres of music. I love all different kinds. Um, but I think what you said, listening to the rhythm of the harmonies, there are so many times that I'm drawn to that music that does speak to my soul. You know, there's all, we can listen to country or, you know, put it in a genre like that, but then there are those pieces that are just, that you go to again and again and again. Um, I've even, you know, in the past couple of years have been looking into operas and as a child, I never, I didn't like that. I didn't even like the sound of, of operatic music. Um, but I'm looking into it more and more as I'm finding songs that are really popular that people probably don't even know that that is in an opera. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, there's just so many things about music. Um, I think even just as a child, my family, my mom's family would get together and they would sing old songs together and record it. So it's always kind of been a part of my life. My mom used to sing to us. We didn't have TVs in the car when I was younger. So right. we would sing on road trips. And um, I, I did that a lot with my kids too. We just, we just sing a lot. And not that we're fantastic, wonderful singers. It's not like we, you know, are joining our neighborhood choir or anything, but music just definitely, I think, just speaks to our soul and connects us so quickly that um, it's hard to find that in other things. Or music is almost an instant, an instant piece or an instant feeling that you get. So... Yeah, I love, sure. love music. <laughs> love, love, love. <laughs> yes, we could go on and talk <laughs> for days and hours at least about music. Um, one yeah. thing that Marlene said that I just always, I've highlighted four or five times is music <clears throat> is made up of melody, rhythm, and harmonies and causes us to feel things deeply. You know, sometimes you listen oh, to a sure. piece and you, you don't even remember the words, but you just remember that you were moved. And when we say moved, really? it's that vibration in our body has been kind of sparked or it's, it's mm -hmm. a higher vibration than maybe a depressed or saddened state that we may have been in. And sure. so I often will turn on um, classical music to kind of wind down for the day as I'm doing reading or journaling, I'll turn it on and just have it playing because it is just very soothing to my soul and it helps yeah. calm my nervous system. And that's just, I know, just touching the surface of what music truly can do for us. Right. Like you said, we could talk and talk and talk about music because yeah. there are so many facets to it. Yeah. But I love and that then, idea of winding down with gentle, soft it. music. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. And, you know, I'm a bather. And so there's always music playing when I get in the bath. And often I choose like <laughs> jazz music, like Diana Krull. I just love her. I think there's oh, yeah. just some, you know, yeah. fun, just kind of soothing, just more chill music than when you're driving yeah. around in the car. But what I wanted to read was the second line of this. She said, but repetitive beat without melody has the opposite effect. It shuts down thoughts and feelings. And then she goes on to talk, share a story of um, in war times, often that's what people would do is they would play just a repetitive beat, almost so that the soldiers could tune out what they were actually doing, taking life. So yeah. like I said, we will link those resources if you're more interested in those types of stories, but it's just helped me be much more intentional the more I study about music of what I listen yeah. to, but also... Um, you know, the, even the times and the places where certain music is appropriate. Sure. sure. I love that. My kids call me the music Nazi because I'm always, <laughs> are the lyrics clean? Because I have totally noticed in my own children, the difference 
when they are listening to music that does not soothe their soul. And not that I expect them to listen to classical or, mm-hmm. or, or opera every day, but you know, there is a difference between music that can tear down and music that can build up. That is, I love that you brought that up because yeah, it's so true. Sure. And with my kids, I try to be so careful and make sure that they are even, they can make that choice, but I try to educate them on, look at the difference in how you feel because Mm -hmm. it is it's music is absolutely fascinating how it can change a mood whether that's a good mood or a bad mood you know it can definitely it can definitely hinder or help for sure so and so we are talking on as it being a heart language that choosing good beautiful music is going to help keep that heart open and that spirit flowing the light in you yeah and then we talked about, so the second one is art. And we <clears throat> talked about that a little bit. You talked about some of the art and how moving it can be. Um, mm-hmm. Do you have a favorite artist? I mean, this picture behind me, like you said, most won't see it that are listening, but that's, you know, Claude Monet. And it's just a, an artist who I've always loved and admired and have several books on my shelf that I like to thumb through and just see he was... I think one of the reasons I like his style is because he painted a lot of nature pictures. Uh-huh. You know, he, yes. he in fact curated a garden so that he could paint it, a flower garden, right? And Yeah, that's on know, my bucket list. To have a flower garden? <laughs> no, to go see Claude's oh. garden. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, that would be so fun, wouldn't it? Because it's so beautiful, all of the paintings that he's painted. Um, all the light he uses so many colors and it is so bright and and beautiful that's for sure he's one of my favorites as well yeah and I've been doing a study of different um, books each month on famous artists and one of them in particular and shoot of course I can't remember his name now (laughs) but in the writings that you know this author was telling us about this artist said that he loved to paint people's smiles Mm. and I was like that's what I want to do. Like, I love people, you know, I just, I yes. love that. I love to watch people, you know? So I, I was like, Ooh. And so he would invite people over for gatherings just so that he could um, see their facial expressions, right? Like that was his study. And so oh, wow. how cool is that, that once again, he's keeping his heart open as he's engaging with people and he's looking to study someone's face as they do or do not carry that light within them. What a beautiful job. Can you imagine that's, I, yeah, I study and paint smiles. Mm -hmm. You can't ask for better than that. I'd love to see a book of all of his paintings. That would be so amazing. Right. (laughs) Um, And my mother, she's a beautiful watercolorist and she has painted um, this picture that I need to get a print of because we don't have enough of them it's of her mother's hands and it just you know my grandma has passed several years ago but it's just whenever I see that picture it just instantly pictures can be a memory place right like it it brings back all of these feelings of my grandma and her needing you know we talked about she made pies and rolls for so many years like I can just see those hands getting knotted and gnarly because of the service and the joy that she found in so many things and that Mm -hmm. my mom like you said these artists have such a gift to be able to capture moments and that's been a really special one for me for sure I think I'm really drawn to photography as well. I think that's its own type of art. Mm-hmm. But there are so many just beautiful people that have such an eye for a 
beautiful picture. And that's something I wish. And if I could go back and start all over again, and this is what I want to do with my life, mm -hmm. I would want to be a nature photographer. That would be so amazing. But so many things, they just have the gift of catching such beauty in, in nature, which is such a gift, I think. Yes, for sure. For sure. Well, and that kind of leads us into the third one, which is poetry. And the reason I say it leads us in there is because most of the readings that I have done with about poetry, you know, like reading about poets is that often it was, they were writing about nature. They were writing about the beauties in the world. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Although we've got some very, um, just like in art and music, it can be light or dark, right? We can have light, oh, music, sure. dark, same with art. Poetry can be the same. And you often hear people say that some of the best poets are those that are struggling because it seems like that's a way to get emotion out is to write poems when you don't really mm -hmm. have any other way to express it. Yeah. Yeah. So often sure. feelings are compared to nature, you know, whether it's the sun or the rain or, you know, a flower and how it blossoms and, um, but it's so infused with imagery. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and it should, it'll give you, go ahead. And well, I was going to say, and then there's the rhythm part. I would say yeah. of all of the heart languages, poetry is probably the one I'm the least fluent in. Like I didn't study poetry. I remember having to do it in school and I was like, I'm not good at this. Like, I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. And so I just kind of tuned it out. But yeah. it's something that I've, I'm learning to like. I'm probably in the you know younger stages. I'm reading the kid books of poetry, which uh -huh. I'm okay with. There's some fun nursery rhymes and mother goose. Yes, yes. That are beautiful because of the imagery that they create. So true. I love that thought of imagery. And and I love that you brought up two nursery rhymes because it is poetry. Mm -hmm. They uh, they are so many beautiful poems. We used to have a book. My mom taught us nursery nursery rhymes. And we I used to have a it was actually a Disney book of nursery rhymes that was so cute. Fun. The pictures were so cute. Um, but to kind of show you my uh, maturity with poetry is that I love where the sidewalk ends. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Love them too. Anyone that is truly into poetry would consider that poetry, but <laughs> I love the lightheartedness, the pictures, you know, the imagery that that brings as well. Even yeah. though it's more on a on a funny side and a joking side, yeah. that is kind of my um, my expertise with um, with poetry. So, <laughs> well, speaking of funny things, I will have to say I pulled out one of my poetry books this morning. This is a great one. Oh. The Random House Book of Poetry for Children. And um, one is called Bringing Up Babies. And it's just really cute. I thought since this is the Mindful Moms podcast, says if babies could speak, they'd tell mother or nurse that slapping was pointless and why. For if you're not crying, it prompts you to cry. And if you are, then you cry worse. <laughs> <laughs> just fun little, you know, um, ways that and I we love I just each of our kids you know for our homeschool probably a couple times a week we each grab a poetry book and we just thumb through and read some and we have a great time reading them I love that we'll have to link that book as well how fun yeah it's it's a good one so moving to stories is would be the fourth of the languages stories so fun I was gonna say someone asked us this question this week in specifically in my homeschooling that's probably one of my top priorities is that we get lots of stories yes I because love that because we 
you know, stories is the way that you build character, right? As we mm-hmm. read stories or as I tell a story to my children, they get to see different ways of being, different ways people interact with the world. And mm-hmm. they, you know, they get, to, I get to, I am so moved by stories. I love a good story. Yeah. Um, I'm working on learning how to tell better stories. <laughs> and that's, that's, you know, a whole other podcast episode, <laughs> but stories have influenced me. I mean, if you think of the greatest storytellers, Jesus Christ, who, you know, spoke in parables, he told stories yes. all the time. All the time. Yeah. I love and that. There's so much for us to <laughs> learn. Yeah. But and you and I are both story. readers. Mm-hmm. And so I agree with you that I love the story aspect. I have um, some uncles that we have a lot of their stories in our family history and actually a cousin that passed away and he, he just calls it his trip journals, but he would, he would write down his trips that he took, but it was as a story. So he would, mm. he would bring in all the different characters. Like I have been, I've been in a couple of them and some of How my other fun. siblings and cousins are in them, but he gives such great detail. In fact, at his funeral, um, he is just, he's, I think four years older than I am. So he died really young of cancer, but we actually told some of those stories of his trip journal during his funeral. And we laughed and just, it just made all of us, all of our, our cousins and, you know, all of us together, just remember how fun he was and, and what a great storyteller he was that he took Mm -hmm. something that, oh yeah, that was just our trip to Yellowstone. And he just brought it to life. Just so many things that he, that he remembered and, and made into a story instead of just a journal. Mm -hmm. So I think I do agree with you. It's so important, but it does just open our hearts and it makes you feel just love and experience and even our brains just like, oh, I never knew that before. Stories definitely can open you up to so many different aspects of learning that you couldn't get from just reading something in a book or, you know, reading just a journal. If it's told in a story like fashion, then it's a whole new, it's a whole new world. I love that. Right. right. And you always, as we talk about you and I both loving to read, you'll always say, oh, you know me, I just read fiction. But you know, the fiction is probably the greatest genre to learn empathy. And it's because like you just said, you are going into someone else's life through a book and you are living and, you know, breathing these character traits. And so you're much more understanding of a lot of these, you know, people. That's one thing that I love about a good novel is that it it really transports you somewhere else. You're never alone. You've always got these friends or these people you don't like, you know, different (laughs) characters in the story, whatever that might be. true. So there's nothing wrong with reading fiction. (laughs) It's a good thing. I do need to read some nonfiction once in a while, but. (laughs) (laughs) But I am a believer that stories are so important. And the stories we tell ourselves, as especially in the coaching world, right? Our stories are the thoughts we have about things. And so stories stories are important. And creating stories that fuel us to do the things we want to do in life is going to be, you know, our task. Yeah. I love that. I love stories, love stories, love telling stories too. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, and then the last one of the five heart languages that Marlene lays out in well-educated heart is nature. So nature tells us a story on the daily and, mm-hmm. you know, 
I mean, think about the seasons, how there is a story that is told about birth and life and, you know, enjoying and coming into your full and producing fruit and then lying dormant, you know, letting go such a, such a great um, place, like in the story part, but then just think about like the exercise that was posted that I posted on Tuesday. Mm -hmm. We are using the elements of the earth of mother nature to heal ourselves. Yes. I love that. It's connecting us to ourselves. You know, our heart is able to truly feel the light just being out in nature. Like I've, I've been walking, you know, my neighborhood for months now, two or three times a day. And on the days that it snows, I love snow so much, but I'm realizing it's thwarting my efforts to be outside. (laughs) You know, I love the walk and the movement, but I'm Uh realizing how much I'm really liking being outside. Mm, I love that connection just to hear the sounds and the birds, you know, and I'm always like having this little conversation with the birds. Oh, I wonder what they're saying now. And, you know, I wonder, (laughs) I don't know. I've always been that person. Wonder what other people are doing and thinking as I drive by their house. Like, what are they doing inside their house? (laughs) And I feel like God has given us nature to just, it just refills us. It just fills us full of, it always is giving back. Does that make sense? I mean, I think of like when I pictured, you know, you walking in the snow and just watching the snowfall and that brisk, it's cold outside, your cheeks are pink and, you know, mm-hmm. just that feeling, it's just cold. But then I also think, and this is something, some advice you gave me years ago was, um when I'm feeling overwhelmed is to go outside and to put my feet in the grass to just feel the earth underneath my feet so when I think of summer I think of the feeling of the you know the cold lake and how that feels or walking in the green grass and how that feels with your toes or in the sand nature is always giving back to us and we take it for granted in the sense that it's there every day and like you said, being indoors, I usually am indoors, like no joke, like November to February, maybe even March because it's so cold here. Mm-hmm. But I love just the thought that nature is always giving back and it is, and it is a way, it's like an instant way for us to come back to the present, whether it's warmth or cold mm-hmm. or windy or rain, it is an instant, um, pleasure sensor does that I don't know if I'm explaining that properly but I just I love the thought of of how we our hearts can be so open to what nature has for us and all of its many seasons and all of the things that it offers I mean I remember my daughter was on a mission for our church when Florida was having a big hurricane and she told the she told the power she was like sitting at the glass like watching and at home, I was like, what are you doing standing in front of, you know, the plate, the plate glass window? But I mean, even even the beauty that comes from something that can be so hard, you know, we yeah. just had so many families and cities devastated by the hurricanes that just went through. Um, but then it's a chance to rebuild at the same time. Although right. it comes with hardship, it can come with beauty that can rebuild, that can give people the opportunity to serve or to be out that wouldn't have that opportunity before. So sure. sorry, that's kind of going off on a tangent, but I do just love the so, the, so many opportunities that we get from nature if we can just experience and love what it has to offer. Yes. And and that I think that's why like 
it's listed last is because it kind of is all encompassing. Like just walking outside and seeing a sunset, we get a new piece of art every single day. (laughs) And it's never the same, you know, and we truly can take advantage of that. And I think, I think you put it perfectly that we're articulating this idea that being in nature, it brings us to the present. Like it's, we feel it. It's a visceral feeling in our body. And that's what Mm -hmm. I love so much about the heart languages is that so often we spend so much time in our heads and this is these things. If you feel like you're just in your head and you're just, you know, spinning, try one of these five heart languages, turn on some music because they instantly will help that drop into our heart and open up this conduit of light to just flow through us. That isn't it. Like you said, it's instant, Mm -hmm. whether it brings tears or it brings a smile or it brings whatever it brings. It is an instant feeling that we can connect to immediately, whether it be, what did we say? Music, art, poetry, stories, and nature. Mm -hmm. I, I just love that. And I'm looking forward to even studying even more about it because it is such a wonderful feeling to think of I just was thinking oh what am I going to turn on when we're done right (laughs) (laughs) yep so maybe that's that that will be our challenge for you this week is to find one of these languages and you know give it a trial run a test run see if you notice if you turn on now it's easy this time of year to use music because there's a lot of beautiful Christmas and winter music um and even poetry, a lot of poems have turned into songs now, you know, yeah. a lot, but there's a lot of beautiful stories about Christmas. Choose one of them um, that you think that, you know, might be fun to try out and just see if you notice when you're spinning in your head and you're stressed and overwhelmed about all the things to do, choose one of these and see how it works. We'd love to hear if you have any thoughts or ideas for us or, you know, other questions, obviously, but I don't know if this was the time to introduce, but for the next several weeks, we're going to just share some of our favorite heart language stories, music, art, poem over the next couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. So stay tuned for that starting next week. It will be coming, right? Yes, it will be coming kind of like the 12 days of Christmas. Yay. So excited. (laughs) Hey, well, until next time, have a beautiful day. Thank you. We appreciate you guys being here and listening. This sure is fun. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye-bye. As always, thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed what you're hearing, or if you'd like to know more about coaching, you can reach out to us at tracychristiansen.co, or you can find us on Instagram at tracychristiansencoach or amyclifecoach. We also have a Facebook group, that will be linked in the show notes where you can come and ask your questions and get coaching help.